Smartest person I ever met in my life was my mother's father, George Reed. I knew some smart people. He was born in Washington, D.C. in 1911. And, well, we always speculated that his mother was white because he was born in a white hospital. How else could that have happened in 1911? Subsequently, he was adopted. Legend has it maybe as many as 11 times. He lived with 11 different families growing up, going from one place to another place. And I remember there was a story he used to tell me when I was growing up. It came up fairly often, fairly regularly. It's about a family he lived with that was particularly cruel. And, well, their marquee cruelness was when they were displeased with him, they would lock this young blind child in their basement. They would tell him there were snakes in there. And he said he would run around and he'd scream and holler and was terrified of these snakes. And of course, there were no snakes. He'd say it over and over. There were no snakes, David. There were no snakes. Later in life, I kind of realized this was a lesson I was supposed to take with me. And I remember it every time I'm afraid of something, there's a theory in my mind. There's no snakes. I'll tell myself, there's no snakes. Welcome to the Midnight Miracle. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Rumi tells a story about the scorpion and the frog, right? They're at the side of the river. And the scorpion asks the frog, give me a ride across the river so I don't have to walk around. The frog says, I'm not stupid. If I give you a ride, you'll sting me. 
the scorpion says, you know, that's ridiculous. Think about this. But if I sting you, we'll both sink and drown. So the frog says, that makes sense. Takes him across, halfway across, the scorpion stings the frog. The frog says, why'd you do that? He says, my nature. So the idea then is that there is within the animal world natures that they cannot change. If a lion is hungry and it sees you, it sees lunch. It does not see you as, I'm going to do something really evil today. When a human being eats another human being, we say that is sick. Why? What is the difference between the lion eating the human being and this guy eating the human being? The moral component. We say he should know better. That's a breach of the social contract. So there's a story, apparently, this is like this fictional story. I don't want to misquote where it's from, but it's at sometime in the 10th, 11th century, something like this, of a young man that lives on this island alone. And then he comes into contact with this sailor, a traveler, you know, discovers this island, discovers this young man, and he starts to share stories about where he comes from or whatever, and, you know, their customs and, you know, their civilized people. And this young man... He gets to the island like, I'm going to get... I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't know. What, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. I'm always waiting for it. But basically, the young man on the island is civilized and knows all of these things to do and recognizes all of these practices and, you know, positive social customs without having ever engaged in society because he's civilized with himself, you know. And the notion was that if people were left alone long enough, they wouldn't have to be governed but so much because people would just come to a realization that, yeah, you know, we, we thrive with one another's happiness, that we're more inclined toward harmony. Everything in the natural system is like that. Um, so I'm saying that to say that uh, there are essential things. I mean, life is sacred. You know, don't take things that are not yours. If an individual, and my father used to say this to me a lot, he said the sign of an evolved individual is that they're able to attract to themselves what they need and want without someone else having to be at a disadvantage because of that. They can get what they need and want out the world without having to violate someone else's self-determination or, or rights in order to do so. And I think that that's just a, a reasonable, that, that's a reasonable thing. That, and that's achievable. That's also existed. Like, we, you know, when we talk about, like, what is good and what is evil or, like, how do we apply that to what the social contract is, you know, we have so many examples of civilizations and or maybe we don't have as many examples as we should for whatever reason. Um, but I can imagine that, that, you know, the Abyssinians, the, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Incans, the, the Moors, the Ottomans, the, you know, these were systems of governance. They weren't just like, you know, social clubs. Well, one thing that illuminates something to me when I traveled, first time I, I was in the Dubai and I did... I did one of those desert tours where you just, like, go out. You know how that looks like. You're in the middle of the fucking desert. I'm sitting with my friends on a sand dune. It's quiet. You can hear the wind. And for as far as the eye can see, the, the sand dunes are undisturbed. Not a footprint in these motherfuckers. Like, it's just barren. And I'm sitting there looking at the desert. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about the Quran, right? I'm like, oh, they didn't have any water. <laughs> like, it explained everything how harsh life is, how leverage ruled the day in those times, 
And as someone said, there's something better than leverage. There's a higher moral contract that we should take. And he convinced, in his lifetime, the entire Arabian Peninsula to sign a contract. Another time I take a trip, I'm in Africa now. Now I'm, I'm in uh, South Africa, and we're all on safari. Matthew was there with us. And you see, you see animals, just how they behave with each other. And you understand, like Sheikh Hamza was saying, not just that they were fulfilling their nature, but even amongst them, the animals, there were contracts. Like I seen a nature show once where a lion is walking through the veld, and normally the lion come, all the animals run. For some reason, none of the animals were running. I don't know if this is true or not, but the narrator explains that the reason the other animals weren't running is because his tail was up, the lion, that, that his posture signified to other animals, I'm not hungry, I'm just taking a walk, nigga, relax. <laughs> and I think that I think that there is mercy like that in nature. It exists in nature. And it exists with men, but then there's other places I've heard of, like Papua New Guinea, where they, they eat niggas. Like one of the Rockefellers disappeared around there, right? There's something last year where journalists were going out there to I don't know if that's Papua New Guinea. I don't know if it's Papua New Guinea either, but there are undiscovered tribes right. that have customs that our Western or even African minds would find abhorrent. Like, what are you guys, the fuck are you guys doing? But they do it, and apparently it works for them. But although the social contracts that y'all were talking about that exist in nature and that what Yasin was talking about, there's a reward to that. There's a reward to, uh, it's a survival thing. Like, it, it just make, like you said, it just makes sense for us to be compassionate and kind to each other. Is that us being morally sound because we're doing things that benefit us? I heard... Sheikh Hamza just say, a good action is continuous and it's aesthetically pleasing. It's, it has a fluidity to it, you know? It's a, a grace, an easiness to it. Conflict or tension, it can be a necessary catalyst at times of growth, but it's not, the aim is not to stay in that state of tension or conflict, you know? Is that it has to have some sort of release and that tension is on the way towards harmony. So I think that those are good signposts in the social contract is that what habits or customs produce or foster the most fluid type of lifestyle or expression where people feel and experience what we all call freedom, which is inherent in every human being to desire or work toward in some form or fashion whether it be recklessly or responsibly, people are looking for, you know, some sort of latitude or autonomy or just a, even a fleeting feeling of fluidity and freedom. One of my favorite interviews, I saw uh, uh, Dina Simone, and they asked her, what is freedom? Do you remember what she said? Yeah, she said, it's a feeling. It's a feeling. She said, no fear. No fear, that's right. Well, what's free to you? What's, what's free to me? Yeah. Same thing is to you, you tell me. It's just a feeling. It's like, how do you tell somebody how it feels to be in love? How are you going to tell anybody who has not been in love how it feels to be in love? You cannot do it to save your life. You can describe things, but you can't tell them. But you know it when it happens. That's what I mean by free. I've had a couple of times on stage when I really felt free. And that's something else. I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. I mean, really, no fear. If I could have that half of my life, no fear. For some reason, they try to terrify us, nigga. They'll lock you in the basement and tell you there's snakes down there. 
She said the only time I ever felt true freedom was on stage. I feel that way. Ah, maybe a couple other times. That hand job in the helicopter we were joking about the other way. <laughs> Wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could break all chains still binding me. Yeah. Wish I could say all the things that I can say when I'm relaxed. I'd be starting anew. Here's a paradox we could talk about because in the founding of, of this country they made an allotment for that they talk about inalienable rights of human beings and god and life liberty and happiness and in the first amendment of the constitution they say there should be no religious test that a person should be free to explore their spiritual life however they see fit same guys the same guys are the ones that brought people from africa and put them in what used to describe as the hellish state we will confine you to ignorance. We will make it so you can't think beyond your mere survival. And we will turn you into beasts of burdens. The mere belief in supremacy made that society that they wrote down an impossibility. Right, that's the, the what they call the original sin of America. Human beings fuck up all the time. I mean, we're capable of either the sacred or profane at any given moment. The essentials are essential. Everything, whether you're, you know, the cool guy, the disastrous dinner guest, you need water, you need a life with some dignity, you need food, clothing, and shelter, you need to feel safe. And and if you make other people feel unsafe and start to attack people, there needs to be um, penalties for that. There needs to be deterrence for that. Whatever people are on the the scale of, you know, I'm agnostic, I believe, I don't believe. You know, I don't, what do you bring to the greater good and how are you making life as harmonious as it could possibly be? I don't care what anybody believes. I don't, personally, I don't give a fuck what you do at night, <laughs> what you do at wit, right, yeah. my fucking business. I'll tell you what I do at night. I get so <laughs> much pussy. <laughs> Today's show is sponsored by Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> is America destroying itself or, or are good people stepping up? No, it's imploding. They have a house that cannot stand. You can't fix it. It's that original sin. It's the foundation is rotten. The problem is it could amend those evil origins, so to speak, by amending its actions in the present. There could never be enough amendments to this Constitution because it was written with a false premise. So you, they keep amending it. It's never going to work. Well, that's terrible news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so certain. I mean, I, I, I understand the sentiment and the feeling. You know, it's quite natural to want to explore and see different things and learn. And everybody has a, a different journey. Um, and yeah, for certain, if you're living in any society, any place, any relationship with it, whether it be with a group of people or whatever, if you feel that you're not being treated well or respected or at, at worst, at danger and risk, then if you have the means and the capability to leave, then you should. And you see that all over the world. People who don't even have those means and capability, you know, are taking extraordinary risk to try to have a better life. I mean, let's talk about what motivates people to take those type of risks to have a better life. If, if we were just so reconciled to evil or abuse in that way, then why are these people in the dark and the night 
perpetually, you know, in our common times, why they why are they taking that risk? It's more natural. People, I think, relate as human beings to the people who are trying to have a better life as opposed to the people who are reconciled to just be miserable. I don't think that misery is, is natural to us. I think you, of anybody I know personally, make the most consistent moves with your viewpoint and worldview. Like, when we talk about what's going on in America, what's going on in the world, what could fix it, what can't be fixed, you live your life in a way that acknowledges that. I don't think I'm unique in that regard. I just think that people are doing the same thing that I do quite, you know, privately. I have a lot of peers like that I've noticed that people are just picking up and moving, and more so than ever, that people are kind of realizing life outside of this in the past five years, I'd say. Outside of outside of what? Outside of being here in the United States. Because, I mean, I do think that, especially, like, in my community, our community specifically, I feel like we uh, kind of tend to think, where, where are we going to go? Like, it's almost a joke to say, well, we going to go back to Africa? You know, like, literally, as if it's the most ridiculous notion ever, up until about five years ago, where <laughs> you're starting to be like, eh, might have to go back to Africa. And know? the lockdown really accelerated that in certain ways. Totally. Absolutely. Totally. I did it. Well, I'm ready to live in Yasin's barge community uh, in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the next level. Yeah, let's go to Zanzibar. There is no barge community. <laughs> <laughs> is that where Dana White's having his fights now? <laughs> Live from most deaf's barge community. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he did have a barge community, he's going to get so much money. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I wish I could be like a bird in the sky. Don't leave me. How sweet it would be to find that I could fly. I'd soar to the sun and look down at the sea. Then I'd sing, cause I know. It feels to be free. 
Using your intellect to deprive people of things, actively deprive people of things that you desperately want for yourself. Well, that's evil. Unless you don't consider those people people. people. Yeah. Right. All right. We'll see, but I, if George Floyd was a dog, that'd be fucked up. I mean, it's the, it's the most I'm a person, but you're not. You're three-fifths of a person. This shit is a rationale for motherfuckers who are criminally insane and just want to take advantage of somebody. That's true, too. And then the dominance of the society, right? These people are constantly dominating the societies that they're in, conquering lands of peaceful people. In order to achieve that dominance, they create disharmony where none existed before. Or they take disharmony and expand on it. Or they civilize the savage of the pre-existing native, is how they would view it. Uh, they're, they're projecting, which what the criminally insane often <laughs> do. They pretend to be the victim... Uh, when they're the villain, and they pretend to be the saviors when they're the problem. It's just, it, the devil ain't got no new tricks. It's running the same tricks down the line. But just, what if it was as simple as, like, a, a European comes to America, they're having a hard go of it, and uh, Indians come out of the woods and say, you know what, we're going to help you guys out. We're going to teach you how to grow corn. There's this, there's that, tobacco. You might like that. We smoke tobacco. And the white guy's like, well, we really appreciate your help. Um... Uh, can I interest you in some pants? Your dick's been out the old time I met you. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> These people have I'm pants. just joking. And their balls are out. They <laughs> to me, these things get into polemics that will, will never end. You know, people are different. They are at different parts of their journey. And, you know, I'm, and, and I'm, I, personally, for me, I'm outside of my jurisdiction to say, oh, you know, you are finitely this because this is my perception of you at this point. I'm not trying to peer into other people's secrets like that. What I'm saying, for me, the social contract is based on what do you bring to the greater good that creates harmony and balance among diverse and dynamic components of personalities, levels of understanding, different sort of temperaments. That's the beauty, and that beauty is the energy source. It creates more energy. Evil saps people of energy. It makes people live not actually not marshalling their own capabilities, kind of being dragged around by their desires, their ambitions, their fears, their insecurities. It's a life that's out of balance with itself, and as a result, others. And these very examples that we're talking about throughout history have proven unsustainable. We talk about, you know, well, where's this empire now? Blah, blah, blah. But you can say the same thing for other empires and societies that behaved in evil, evil manners and that are either not here or on their way out. This is it's just not a sustainable system. What you have to do to uh, keep that going, nobody has that type of energy. You can't keep that up. It's not about what you can do. It's about what can you keep doing? What can you keep up without, you know, dying out? I wish I could share all the love that's in my heart. I wish I could break all the things that bind us apart. To be me, and you'd see, you'd agree. Everybody should be free, cause if we ain't, we're murderous. It brings to mind something that you said 
that I think is really important since we've been, you know, talking about social contracts and all of that sort of stuff. You said something in San Francisco not long ago, maybe two years ago. We were mad. It was an amazing night. And this is before all of this malarkey is happening now. kindness conspiracy and you know people can get into you know good and evil the subject for me you know pardon me i kind of bristle at those arguments because i find them to be they're not heart-centered they're coming from the mind and the mind can make uh, problems where there are none and the mind can justify anything so once you start that sort of mode of measurement for human behavior then it's just you know off to the races with the shenanigans when it's based in the heart, it's much different. It's much more dynamic. It is just a better time, you know. You feel better. You look better. Things work more smoothly. It's simply a more efficient, enjoyable system. This shit that they're talking about now and have been pushing on the shoulders of human beings, other human beings doing this shit, by the way, to themselves and others, we don't even talk about the hazard that that type of behavior represents to those who oppress others, ultimately in this world and in the next. Don't think that these people are like, um, well, you know, or like happy with themselves. So uh, we just got to treat each other well and treat, as Benjamin Clementine said in that wonderful song, Benjamin Clementine, treat others the way you want to be treated. Uh-huh. Well, then I'm going to give everybody so much pussy. <laughs> I rode my motorcycle here, and, and I decided I was going to go move my bike. Beautiful day out, but the wind came, and, and I could smell rain on the wind, which is something when I lived in New York, maybe I wouldn't have been able to do. But living out here in the country, you know, you get kind of in tune to, like, nature itself. Uh, you know, spring is coming. If you see like a, a possum roadkill, you know, oh, it's springtime. If you see, if you smell rain on the wind, you know it's going to rain soon. So I go, I move my bike. Quali goes, how did you know that was going to happen? I'm explaining to him, I'm in sync. So when I said that thing about the kindness conspiracy before all these things happened, it's because I knew it's the same reason I named a special equanimity because I knew these niggas is about to freak out. I don't know what's coming. I don't know why I know it's coming, but I can tell. Equanimity literally means steadiness of mind under duress. Just keep you cool. Whatever these motherfuckers is going to throw, they're going to throw a curveball or something. If it's a bad pitch, don't swing at it. And if you got to swing on it, just keep you cool. Play the whole game. And I feel like this time now, since we're speaking of social contracts, you have many different Americans trying to rewrite a social contract. And, and the people we traditionally negotiate with are irrelevant. I'm talking about, you know, the, I don't know what you want to call them, the Tiki Torch Whites. They're, they're irrelevant. They gave everyone hell for so long that every subculture in America had a component of just usurping them 
as part of the culture. And we did it so much and so well that they're just not relevant. We don't ask you for nothing anymore. Fuck you. Free! Midnight Miracle. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.